0: Welcome to the UP Women in Law Podcast. My name is Olavu Khaimaseña and I have been your host throughout this journey. The UP Women in Law Podcast was created to essentially discuss and address the critical issues that affect the society, especially those that pertain to the student and or women in hopes for a change. Today, in our final episode, we are following up with the students that have been subject to emergency remote learning. We ask them about the experiences throughout the year, their greatest difficulties, and about the silver lining that they have come to see. Today, we are joined by a few of the law students of the University of Pretoria, who will be giving us a glimpse of what studying during a pandemic has been like. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome you, nomfundu Silangwe, a fourth-year student of the University of Pretoria, Kautama Sheeho, a first-year student of the University, and Sophie Muzamendu, is a third-year student of the University of Victoria. Thank you ladies for all being here and availing yourselves today. Thank you for having Thank us. You. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Great. Khauta, um, noting that you are a first-year student, how has been your overall feeling about emergency remote learning? How have your feelings about it changed when it was first announced that this would be the way forward and now? Uh, Thank you so much for that
1: question. Um, my overall feeling towards online learning ra- now currently, I think I'm very much comfortable with online learning, if I can say so. In the beginning, I was definitely confused. It was a very new experience for me because having to transition from um, high school where I, I went to school every day and I was exposed to students, my fellow classmates, and you know, being under the guidance of a teacher and all of that, and then now having to be online and be responsible for every single thing, um, attending tutorials, lectures, and having that sort of independence was a bit daunting and um, uh, confusing in the beginning. But I think now I have found my feet and I'm adapting really well to online learning Um and I'm very much comfortable, I would say. I'm very much comfortable because it works with my schedule. And I find that my time is a bit more flexible. So, yeah.
0: Sophie, as a third-year student, how has your overall feeling about this been?
2: Um, thank you. I think um, I'm trying to look back to the time where we actually went on emergency remote learning, which I was in second year. And I think my emotions there were just, um, I was acting as if I am am in an emergency. It was very stressful. There was a lot going on. You know, there were so many rumors of what would happen, what people would do. But I think now where I am now in the second semester after almost two years of being in this situation, I think I'm more comfortable. I think I am definitely more comfortable and I am actually okay. Nomfundo
0: as a fourth year student it must have been a daunting experience to be doing your fourth year online how has been how has the journey been for you
3: the journey for me has been a little overwhelming um I don't want to lie because in fourth year we have a lot of work to do a lot of work to cover and it would be nice you know to be in an environment where we're able to engage with our lecturers and other students The transition has been different especially when it comes to time management um because we have a lot of work to cover and we don't have the easiest access you know uh, yes you can send an email but i don't have the easiest access to sit down in your lecturer's office and have a conversation about what you're struggling with you can only convey so much through an email so i've been a bit on both sides. Uh, initially, in the beginning, I was a bit naive. I thought this thing was going to last a few weeks, <laughs> and I managed, and I found my momentum then. But as soon as I transitioned to fourth year, and the workload was piling up, I started to feel, you know, the hard side of it. But I've been managing so far, I guess, because of the pressure of wanting to finish.
0: Yes. Um. Speaking about time management. How did you manage your time? Did you feel like you had more freedom to to allocate your own study times? Um, Managing
1: time has um, probably been the most challenging aspect of um, this year academically. Um, Adapting to online learning and also managing my time. In the beginning, I would say it was very challenging because I took, I think, seven modules and, you know, it was very hard for me to allocate, I think, an adequate amount of time to each module and give each module the same amount of attention and also trying to also prioritize and and meet deadlines and meet assignments and do all these tests and all of these things. And it also resulted in me neglecting my my mental health, uh, my physical health and my spiritual health. But I find that now in second semester, because um, the modules have reduced and I'm taking less modules, I find that I'm able to give enough time for my studies. And I'm also able to prioritize and look after myself.
0: Sophie, how has your time allocation been?
2: Um, yeah, I think I agree. My time allocation was difficult at the beginning because I think um, the transition from going on campus to online was extremely different. There was more work, the work was harder, and I think I really had to be realistic with myself in terms of time management. Whereas we're on campus, you'd go to school, you'd come back. It would be a little bit easier to sort of. Um, look at what you need to do for the day, whereas now you have to make the schedule yourself. You have to work on your own. So it was definitely difficult. That's true. That's true.
0: does um, speaking about time allocation, another thing that's time allocation is the amount of work that lecturers expect students to do. What's the amount of hours that lecturers expect a student to spend during their course watching uh, every week or everyday realistic, how could this impact a student that is heading a household?
1: Um, I think the amount of hours that the lecturers expected us to um, prioritize for our schoolwork in a week were not realistic because at the end of the day, we each have different amounts of modules and they require different, um, a different amount of energy and focus So it was definitely challenging and I I think it was very unrealistic and also looking at the aspect of being at home in a pandemic, I think because there was sort of, I think the lecturers had this presumption that because we are at home, therefore you should be able to allocate this amount of time to your schoolwork. Um, It was a bit, yeah, it was a bit challenging, but I would say for someone heading a household, um, it was, I don't see how it was expected for them to be able to focus on at least roughly like eight to nine hours a day on school, and then also um, be able to, to I guess, cook or, or do chores or look after and maintain a household. I don't see how that is sort of realistic. So in general, I definitely do believe that the, this amount of hours that was expected for a module alone in a week well, it was not realistic at all.
0: Thank you. Nomfundo, um, with regards to students that have been staying at home and might have had severe impact of the, com- uh, the COVID pandemic, what is the the realities of some students and some families that has happened through during the past year or so?
3: Um, thank you for the question. Um, some of the challenges, well, I can only speak from a personal perspective. For example, I spent the first year of online learning at home, which is fine until you know, the, the effects of the pandemic and COVID affected my family's finances. So I had to make a shift, an adjustment that I had never made before in, in my academic career of having to work part-time while studying. It's been a shift, it's been very different, but on my side, I've been managing somewhat. However, I do feel, I just wanted to add to what Hato was saying that uh, the way the lecturers expect us to work and to complete the work that they give us has been unrealistic and uh, unaccommodative and also borderline rich people privilege um some people some students they come from homes where they have in-house helpers that do the cleaning the washing and the cooking they have enough money so they so they don't have to support themselves or their families so the assumption that we all have the same circumstances post the pandemic it has been a challenge for for someone like me who had to make that shift in during the pandemic and yeah, it's it's been it's been a challenge. It's been a challenge. There's
0: no other word that I can use. Yeah. Thank you. Thank and you I'd so much. And I'd
1: also, I don't know if it's possible, but I just want to ask: um, since you guys have been on campus, what these amounts of hours that are allocated right now? Do you think that it would have been the same had you had we all been on campus?
0: That's a they great question. <laughs> Sorry. No, Sorry. no, no.
3: The hours. <laughs> Sorry. The hours allocated have never been realistic, but I feel like since the since the pandemic, the amount of work they give us and the hours that they allocate for each module is completely unrealistic. For example, I have a module I'm currently doing this lecturer gives us a crazy assignment and it says it should typically take you five hours. How? When it takes me five hours to understand your assignment question. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think, I think also with online learning, it's difficult because if we're on campus, you know, it takes 10 minutes to get into, into class and then, you know, then 10 minutes to settle down. So you've already like killed 20 minutes in the lecture. And then the lecturer is only speaking for 30 minutes. So you'll only be, you know, you can concentrate for 30 minutes, but with online learning from, 0,0 0, 0,0 seconds to 0, 0,50 minutes you know it's it's learning full stop so it, it's a lot more work
0: I support that I really do support that it's like the, the, the number of lessons and the hours of the lessons is extended and it's no longer yeah. as when we were on campus would be 30 minutes max and then we'd have to rotate yeah yep. Yep. yes Um, So, um, do you guys think that the university created a safe environment for students who are not effectively dealing with the anxiety that COVID has caused?
1: Um, To an extent, I would say yes, because I think being in first year, I was afforded um, a mentor, um, which I noticed. Um, when I asked other fellow first year students that they didn't know about the mentorship program, so I think I'm grateful that I found out that you know there's actually a mentorship pro- program. And from that mentorship program, I think it sort of relieved any any sort of feelings of anxiousness or stress that I had towards my schooling career. Um, I think my mentor assisted me so much in terms of um Affording me resources and helping me with any parts that I didn't understand in terms of the schoolwork. My mentor even went to the extent of even like proofreading my assignments for me and just giving me a few hints and and tips. And also, I think also when I took part in the moot competition, you know, and he helped me to sort of sort of lead me and direct me into to where I should focus on or where I should go. So I definitely think the mentorship program has definitely helped me in, ter- in terms of relieving any anxiety that I had. And also having access to um, the faculty student advisor who I did communicate with a few times when I needed assistance in terms of anything or when I did not understand any of the work or I just needed um, a bit of clarity in regards to certain things of uh, you know, the university in general and um, my law module. And lastly, what I also found to be effective was attending the UPO orientation module, um, which was available for first-year students. And in, the, in, in that module, there were certain sessions that tackled um, areas of coping with anxiety and stress, how to draw up an effective timetable, and how to adapt to varsity. So I think generally, yes, the university has provided me personally with sufficient resources to cope with any anxiety that um, I may have had.
3: Um, I just wanted to add um, that, first of all, I feel like first year students, they definitely got more TLC than the rest of us, <laughs> um, <Yeah>. <laughs> because <laughs> you seem to have been given a lot of attention, which is understandable, because obviously the transition is would be definitely much harder on, on, on first year students, you know, not only transitioning yeah. from high school to varsity, but also having to figure out, you know, online learning, you know. However, yeah. for us um, more senior students, we did not get a lot of TLC. Uh, we just got shoved with work and drowned in work. And it's, it didn't seem to seem to care or even accommodate um, how we may, may be feeling mentally, how our circumstances have changed, and how our mental adjustments and emotional adjustments to all those changes also affects our academic performance. They didn't. It didn't seem like um, they paid much attention to that or had a yeah. regard of how we might be coping with all of that. So yeah, I'm a bit on the fence. I mean, I'm grateful I'm, and I'm glad that our institution can take care of first year students. However, senior students should much, should not be uh, disposable and expendable. You know.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. How important is student engagement during these times? Um, um,
1: student engagement is definitely it's at the uh, top of the list in terms of the varsity, the whole varsity experience, because I found that because obviously being a first year, I didn't really know anyone and couldn't really interact and sort of... Um, Form relationships um, that I think previous, or rather, um, students in higher years and um, that they had the opportunity um, to form. So I think um, because of that, we're very limited in the amount of student interaction that we had. I think we, the most that you got that I got was from the group chats. And um, I think also through my mentorship program, um, my mentor connected me with other first-year students, and I think that's how I sort of formed a few friendships. But I think in general, student interaction is very important um, because it does you you do get to a stage in in the in the in the degree on your first year where you feel very isolated, and you it just feels super robotic because you're just watching lectures and then you're making notes and then there's a test and then you submit. So I definitely do think that um, student interaction is very much important and it can technically affect um, your mental health and how you sort of look at or or basically work um, in terms of the module and how you actually perform. Yeah. Thank you,
0: thank you. Um, do you have any word of advice for any student for the rest of this year or the upcoming year?
3: Um, my number one advice to myself and anyone else um, studying, take care of yourself first. Um, you are not gonna be a functioning human being if you're not taking care of yourself first. No matter how demanding a module is, you have to give yourself that time. And I'm assuming we're all law students, yes. Yes. Um read, 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 read. You have to love to read if you do this module. And if you don't love reading, I don't know, force it. <laughs> force <laughs> it. And don't just read, you know, legal stuff. You know, read other stuff because all these things mm-hmm. uh contribute. One thing about the field of law, it's found everywhere. You could be, you could be reading an article like yeah. Kim Kardashian. We be reading an article about Kim Kardashian and figure out how the law would play its part, how media law, how entertainment law, you know, could play its part in whatever she's saying, whatever she's doing, you know. So read and enjoy reading, take care of yourself and also engage. Don't be afraid to engage with whoever and anybody, whether it's students, candidate attorneys, lawyers, judges, anyone that you can reach that you're not afraid to reach, reach out to them. Thank you. So
2: that's my top three. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank um, you so much. I, I definitely agree with Nom and on everything that she said. Um, I think for me the one word that I just want to um, you know, say is communicate. And for me that's communication in everything, even in your friendships, even in your relationships, even in schoolwork, communicate because ultimately by communicating, you're setting boundaries for yourself to succeed. So for me, that would definitely be the word of advice that I would give. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Well, there you have it. Now, as we have
0: mentioned in the beginning, this is our final episode of the season. And we'd like to thank our listeners for all of the support that we have received and all the individuals and organizations that we have collaborated with for their patience and guidance. Charles Silverton says his best when he says, there are no happy endings. Endings are the saddest part. So just give us a happy middle and a very happy start. And that is what we hope that we have given you. It is womaninlaw_up underscore UP on Instagram and Twitter and Law up chapter on Facebook. Until next time, goodbye.